There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. secure more than 26% of the vote, they are pointing fingers and trying to regroup. One candidate who did not get much support from the state's leading Democrats will join us to discuss the party's future. The youth vote is becoming harder to secure. The president of Next Gen America will be here to let us know what's needed to get them to the polls. Moms of Liberty is facing opposition from the Stop Moms of Liberty movement. We'll talk about that. Plus a fourth Trump co-defendant was shedding tears in court today in Georgia. She was kind of bold, remember, when uh, Jenna Ellis was indicted. Uh-huh. Sheen is bold right now. Plus, in today's Marketplace segment, a black-owned lifestyle golf brand that's, that's uh, creating uh, a more inclusive future for golf and making the sport accessible for all. We'll talk with the founders of Eastside Golf. It is time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered from the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got whatever the Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Yeah, it's a go, go, roll, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's rolling, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We as Democratic Party must pick up the pieces after a disastrous primary election. They even turned their political backs on uh, a veteran Democrat representing the uptown New Orleans State House District. Uh, even though uh, Governor John Bell Edwards, who's a Democrat, endorsed Mandy Landry's opponent, uh, she won her re-election to the State House outright with 66% of the vote. We call that a blowout. Louisiana State Representative Mandy uh, Landry joins me now for New Orleans to discuss the future of the state's Democratic Party. Glad to have you on the show, Representative Landry. First of all, I, I, how this is what I'm confused by. So folks were angry at you because they said you are progressive. You represent a progressive district. Uh, they run someone against you. The party hierarchy is, is sitting here uh, supporting that person against you. You crush her. Uh, was 66% of the vote. And I'm going, how in the world are you spending more effort to take out one of your own and not to hold on to the governor's mansion? This is what they've become. And the reason they wanted me out, it wasn't even my politics. It's that I've been calling them out for a couple of years now. Um, the party chair is incompetent and she has not raised any money. She has not recruited. I think she just takes selfies all the time. Um, they haven't recruited down ballot. They didn't help Sean. They didn't do any get out the vote. And uh, the party insiders don't like that. They want you to be on their team or, um, or get out. And I think what I showed is that people don't like that. The governor of the state endorsed the opponent of a female politician who was best known for reproductive rights advocacy, and I beat her by 40 points. Um, so that shows people don't want what Democratic leadership wants. People want us to run to the left. They want us to run on issues like abortion and um, workers' rights and minimum wage and uh, legalizing marijuana. And that's what they want us to do. And they showed that in New Orleans on, on uh, last Saturday. When, when, when I look at, you know, again, when, when I look at states, I sort of look at exactly how states are made up. I look at... Uh, different things. First of all, we talk about Louisiana with uh, nearly a third of the state African-American. Uh, and when I look at these numbers, the numbers are abysmal in terms of when you have uh, these elections. Uh, when I look at the fact that uh, Sean Wilson raised, what, about $611,000, uh, it seemed to be everybody's thought was a foregone conclusion that he was going to get into a runoff. And that was, well, you know, we'll just, we'll focus on the runoff. Well, you sat around and allowed Landry uh, to get a 50%. 50 also, you had 16 people running the jungle primary, which you know, I get mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the top two vote-getters if you don't get 50%. But it seemed as if there was just no strategy involved whatsoever. Uh, I was talking to a lot of third-party groups saying, hey, who's involved, who's going down there? Folks were like, eh, you know, we'll see with the runoff. Uh, Black Voters Matter, they were on, on the ground there. There were some other groups trying to do some stuff on the ground there. Uh, but it seems as if you frankly had a Democratic governor who didn't mind Democratic votes to get reelected when he barely won and then said, oh, I'm term limit. The hell with y'all. I'm good. You handle this on your own. Yeah. So first, I want to tell everyone I am not related to the governor-elect. Landry is a very common last name in Louisiana. Um, but you're right about the current governor. He's a great wartime governor. He got us through COVID. He got us through so many natural disasters. But one thing he has not done is help recruit and elect 
legislative candidates and other candidates. I don't think he did very much to help Sean Wilson, unfortunately. Um, he didn't help him raise money. I mean, put it this way. You said he raised 600, which I believe you I haven't looked. I raised $200,000 for our house rep race. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, but when I started to, I really started to realize what was about to happen. It was about two or three weeks before the election. And my district is about um, half white and about half black and brown. And I was going around the district talking to my chronics. And I said, do you know who's running for governor from the Democratic Party? Have you heard of a man named Sean Wilson? And most people had no idea what I was talking about. And that's when I started feeling a sense of dread. Uh, election day uptown, I was the only person on the ground. There wasn't a single person out there getting out the vote or passing out flyers. And in thinking about it, I've been thinking, was this negligence by the state party and the governor? Or was this some sort of intentional situation? Because it was appalling, <coughs> the sheer lack of support that they gave to Sean Wilson. He's a good man. He didn't deserve that. So, um, and see, what, what jumps out at me, again, what I'm looking at is the interest of the people. I'm looking at policies. I'm looking at Jeff Landry, when he was attorney general, who literally targeted black areas by wanting to open the records for juveniles. Um, yes. I'm looking at somebody who uh, wants to be like Greg Abbott on the national stage, who's probably going to look at the playbook of Ron DeSantis uh, and try to go as hard right as possible in the state. Also... The poorest showing of Democrats has now given Republicans uh, a supermajority in the legislature so they can run the table. So the future for a state that's one-third African-American, uh, where you also have uh, a lot of other Democratic or progressive uh, white voters, poor folks as well, uh, it is going to be hell over the next four years in Louisiana. Yes. So I just finished my first term, and it was bad enough being a Democrat from New Orleans, because in addition to everything you mentioned, there's so much hate. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the Internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. On New Orleans up there, it's historical, um, it's race-based, it's, it's party-based. Um, they take a lot of our money and then don't send it back and try. Right. It's sort of like Jackson, Mississippi. So they, they yeah. hate New Orleans, but let's just be honest. Overall, New Orleans, excuse me, Louisiana is a broke state. So yeah. New Orleans is the economic j driver yes. for the state, yeah. just like Jackson, Mississippi is economic driver. And in Mississippi, they hate Jackson because it's a black city. That's why they hate yep. New Orleans. Yep. And... You know this when I hear, I don't want to go down to New Orleans. It's full of Democrats. Come on, we all know exactly what that means. New Orleans is an international city. People come here from all over the world. And we're crumbling in part because the state doesn't want to help us with the biggest moneymaker in the state. Um, but getting back to your original question, as difficult as it's been the past four years, we always had the governor as a backstop. We had him, we had the threat of a veto, uh, we had line item vetoes, we got help from his office on policy issues. It was very important to have him there. And now we're not going to have that. And when I'm being very honest with people, my greatest hope is that because there's so many Republicans and because they all want to be in charge, and they're all white men, by the way. Um, over 50 or so, because they all want to be in charge, they're going to fissure sooner or later. Um, they can't all be in charge, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and there's going to be a lot of legislation, especially money-related, that they're going to need votes on. And unfortunately, that is my greatest hope with the next four years. Um, you mentioned uh, all of the white men there. Uh, I look at the sheriff's uh, uh, situation. Oh, 63 God. sheriffs in the state, <laughs> 63 all men, 57 white men. And that was even one, one of those areas where it was a blue parish county for yep. the rest of us. They didn't even run anybody. I'm like, the hell? You, you're guaranteed not to have power if you don't run anybody. Yep. So something I did not know before being elected is that sheriffs are basically the most powerful people in the state of Louisiana. And a funny little story is last year I filed um, a bill to term limit them because we have term limits in the legislature. The governor has term limits. Conservatives love term limits. So I said, let's file term limits on sheriffs uh, 12 years, three terms of four, and anyone in now, it would start over. When I tell you that 45, I think, or 47 of sheriffs showed up to that committee room for my bill to stare down the members to say, we don't need term limits on us. They are so exceptionally powerful. They decide what happens in the capital of them and some of the business interests and, of course, right to life. And it's something people don't understand. Um, it's hard to mount a challenge to a sheriff, considering how much uh, how much money they control and how many jobs they control. We do have one female sheriff in New Orleans. Um, she's the 64th sheriff, and our situation is a little bit different with NOPD and OPP. And um, you know, she's not the tax collector here. But you're right. That's that's so much of the problem in Louisiana. Is there is so much constitutional authority granted to these. 64 people, and they take full advantage of it. So, partisan shambles. Uh, we reach out to the 
party chair. Love to have a conversation with her, have not heard back. Uh, <laughs> and so are you and others, are you going to, are y'all going to try to do a complete takeover of the party, call out uh, the weak leadership, uh, bring in younger voices, folks who want to do the work and say, listen, this has to be rebuilt from the ground up in many ways, uh, what the folks in, in uh, Florida had to do. Yeah, so ground up is the only way to do this. It's how I was elected. It's how um, you had my good friend Devante on last week. We're ground up people. That's where the power comes from. And when you're elected only by voters and not money, you're only beholden to your voters. In terms of the party, we are fortunate that her term is going to be over early in the spring. So we're going to be able to elect new people to our uh, state central committee, who will hopefully elect someone new. Um, that is a big process because there is a lot of entrenched power in the Democratic Party in this state. However, there's always more of us than of them. There's more progressives. There are more um, black voters who don't want the party to be like this anymore. There's more people in New Orleans. I think we can do it. But as you saw, as you mentioned, the governor of the state tried to kick me out of office. And I am a lowly state representative, so it's going to be hard to do that. But that is our plan. All right. Well, we're certainly looking forward to seeing uh, what happens there, because at the end of the day, and this is the thing that I stress, uh, this is not always a situation of, well, a D or an R. It's what is going to be the impact of the policies passed when a D or an R is in charge. And for my audience, for African-Americans, that is absolutely going to have um, a devastating impact. Uh, and so the whole goal is how do you play defense and mitigate uh, those policies? But when they are in control of the House and the Senate and the governor's mansion, that is a problem. Yes, and it's more of a problem now without the backstop of the governor. Um, I think the governor-elect's first priority is going to be rolling back criminal justice reform. Um, as you and your, your viewers probably know, New, uh, Louisiana is the most incarcerated state in the country and one of the most incarcerated places in the world. And um, we were able to change that with some nonviolent offenders several years ago, and they're trying to roll that back. They're trying to put 17-year-olds in adult jail. Um, there's a lot they want to do that is unconstitutional, so we're going to depend on um, outside lawyers and the ACLU for some of that. Um, in terms of economics, there is a great concern that there will be rollback of Medicaid expansion. I am less worried about that because in many areas, the local hospital is the only employer. So I think we will have to keep that for now. Um, but I am worried about what they're going to do with the criminal system and what that's going to mean for the poorest people. We've been trying to legalize recreational marijuana for so long. We really need the money and the sheriffs won't allow it because they want to be able to arrest people because of uh, the odor of, of marijuana, allegedly. I don't think we're going to make progress on all these issues, but I think with a lot of it, we can hold the line with some moderates who are also scared at how far this governor is going to go. They just won't say it publicly. All right, then. Well, uh, look, uh, in order to change things requires folks who are willing to fight and so that's what's really important as representative uh, Mandy Landry. Uh, continue to keep it up. Thank you very much for having me. We appreciate it. And Thanks for paying attention to my state. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. Well, listen, my, my grandparents are uh, from uh, my maternal grandparents from Opelousas, Louisiana. So I've got uh, a lot of relatives who are still there. Uh, so quite, fami quite familiar with Louisiana. Good, good. Well, thanks again. All right. We well, appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
Folks, going to go to break. We come back. We'll break this thing down with my panel. Talk about some other news of the day. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button, folks, uh, and uh, support us in what we do here at Roller Martin Unfiltered. That is, please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dolls make it possible for us to do what we do. So you're checking money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 2003-7-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. Peace, I'm Faraji Muhammad, host of The Culture. And brothers, we need to talk. There's been much discussion about the state of the black man in our community, whether it's in politics, education, or in the home, my brothers, we are struggling to lead the way, which is why The Culture will be hosting the Black Men Summit, where we'll be redefining and celebrating Black manhood. This special series will kick off on the 28th anniversary of the historic Million Man March on Monday, October the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be talking to some of Black America's most prolific, dynamic, thought-provoking Black men activists, scholars, and leaders about our role, our power and our future. So tune in and join the conversation as an online culture crew member for the Culture's Black Men's Summit, redefining and celebrating black manhood. Starting Monday, October 16th through Friday, October 20th, 4 p.m. Eastern time each day, right here, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, actress, writer, and advocate, Raydon Chong is here to discuss her childhood and break down her life in Hollywood, a show you don't want to miss. Well, even at my peaky peak peak when I was getting a lot of stuff, as soon as I was working a ton, I heard people whispering, oh, we don't want to pay her because we're giving her a break. Only on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, the Black with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hey, what's up? It's Sammy Roman. Hey, it's John Murray, the executive producer of the new Sherry Shepard Talk Show. It's me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you're watching, Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, my panel today, Dr. Mustafa, Dr. Mustafa Santiago Ali, former senior advisor for environmental justice at the EPA out of D.C., Dr. Larry J. Walker, assistant professor, University of California, Central Florida, out of Florida, uh, Joy Cheney, founder of uh, JOI Strategies and former chief of staff to Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, of course, and former head of the public policy for the National Urban League. Glad to have all three of you here. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Larry. So here's that I need people to understand why I'm sort of focusing, if you will, on Louisiana. And, and this is, again, a lot of people make this mistake. They go, oh, well, you're locking on party. No, I'm going where the black people are. I'm also going where the policies are that speak to black people. So, perfect example. You just heard Representative Mandy Landry say they're going to fight to protect criminal justice reform. That got done in Louisiana because you had a Democratic governor. Here you now have a MAGA Republican who is going to be the governor. And trust me, 
uh, there were people, they had their voting rights restored in Louisiana. That made a difference in the last election and John Bell Edwards winning in the, in the, uh, in the runoff. Trust me, they're going to try to roll that back. We start looking at other areas, areas that African-Americans are fighting for. There's a very clear and stark contrast between how Republicans vote and Democrats vote. And I think a lot of black people make the mistake when they get caught up in Democrats ain't this, they ain't this, they ain't that. Understand. I understand demanding things to form our community, but let me be perfectly clear. This is an example, criminal justice reform. All these Republicans, they run around talking about, and some of these black folks, and I see them on social media, talking about, oh, uh, Donald Trump let all the black people out of jail. Then I go, I'm sorry, that was a Democratic-controlled House that passed the First Step Act. When it went to the Senate, it was Democrats like Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, Senator Cory Booker, Senator Kamala Harris, and Republican Charles Graxley, who said, build not strong enough. So when we're talking about black people, we do have to have a Democrat versus Republican conversation because whoever's in charge has a direct impact on policies and black people. Yeah, you know, Rowan, you, I think what you just described is, is really important. And particularly as we go into the election for next year, I'm, I'm really concerned. Obviously, you spent the last, you know, a few weeks talking about Louisiana and recently, you know, the, the numbers we talked about from the recent election are really troubling, particularly as it relates to the black community. And listen, as someone who's from a state that you know, the Republicans control both, uh, uh, you know, both chambers in Tallahassee and the governor controls, obviously, the Republican governor, um, you know, I can tell the folks, the black folks in Louisiana, it's, this is not what you want. And you talk about some of the rollbacks, some of the issues that black people really care passionately about, uh, criminal justice reform, et cetera. You know, when you have, uh, like you said, a governor who is purpose, who, who sought to release, like you said, the, the records of, of juveniles, specifically black juveniles located in black, you know, black areas, it's really, uh, it, it's kind of a, it gives you an idea of what black folks are in for over the next couple of years. And it's really dark days in, in the state of Louisiana. And like I said, I can speak from personal experience as someone who's in the state of Florida. But the bottom line is, you know, the Democratic Party at the, the state apparatus has to do a better job. And also, at the, at the obviously, you know, we talk about what happens in D.C. and D.N.C. and putting the resources necessary in the South. The South has something to say, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, et cetera. That's where a lot of black folks, a lot of our members of the black community throughout the United States live in the South. We have to put the resources in the states like Louisiana to make sure brothers and sisters have the right to walk the streets. And also, if, they're, if they go to jail, that they're released in a reasonably time, reasonable time. Uh, the thing here, Mustafa, again, when you start breaking all of this down, we have to just understand, on the local level, you have what is called nonpartisan races. But even in many of these cases, they're partisan. The reality is, when we start talking about, again, policies, what happens when folks are in power, there is a distinct difference between when Republicans are in power and Democrats are in power. There's a distinct difference between policies that we're talking about. Perfect example, Medicaid expansion. Right now, there's a governor's race in 
Mississippi. You have a governor in Tate Reeves who said that when he was state treasurer, he purposely did not fund many initiatives there in for Jackson, Mississippi. You have a governor who is white, Brandon Presley, who is running neck and neck, but who is talking about Medicaid expansion, who's talking about issues that directly go to the heart for African-Americans. And I just think that what happens is there are a lot of people who spend so much time listening to loudmouths on social media uh, say things and not understand whether you like it or not, there are two parties in this country. And if you have to start listing policies that matter to you, there's a distinction between Democrats and Republicans. Without a doubt. Let's talk a little bit about policy there in Louisiana. So the person who's going to be the new governor uh, has actually been fighting to allow more air pollution uh, into the lungs of black folks there in Louisiana. Why does that matter? Because we have an area there called Cancer Alley, runs between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, has incredibly high rates of cancer. And the more of this air pollution that you allow to pump out, because he's been saying that, you know, these plants should be able to uh, have more emissions going up, that means more black folks going to die. That means that all the kids who have asthma are going to have a harder time in going to school. So since we talk, let's talk a little bit about education. On the education side, he has also said that he's against the woke agenda, the language that they like to use, therefore making sure that there are less resources that are actually going to black schools, making sure that DEI is not being honored, and a number of other things that are a part of that. So when our folks say, well, it really doesn't matter if we vote, yeah, your life is literally hanging by a thread based upon what these folks have said that their policy agenda are. Uh, and the other part of it also is around those congressional maps. Most folks don't know that he's the person who is defending those congressional maps. So whether you want to talk about your health, education, or your ability to vote, the person who's going to be the next governor there in Louisiana has been... Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Doing everything in his power to make sure that you are in a much more difficult situation. Uh, the thing here, uh, as, as I really, again, uh, look at this, Joy, is, is, as, is and again, and I, I talk about this here. Look, my parents were co-founders of a civic club in Houston. So I saw from the age of seven and eight, up close, up close, politics on the, on the, on the, on the micro level. I saw it, what happens with, okay, how does that overgrown lot, lot, okay? Who controls that? Who cuts that grass? How can we get that uh, house uh, demolished? Uh, how can we get the house condemned uh, and then torn down? How do we deal with, uh, okay, we need more, sh more sewer systems. We need uh, our park refurbished. We need street lights, uh, all those different things. So I grew up watching the minutia of politics. And I saw what happens when certain politicians look at low-income neighborhoods and provide services. So I'm speaking as somebody who, since I was seven and eight years old, saw it for real. There are a lot of people who are rightfully frustrated and angry and saying, I haven't seen enough happen, but I can also look at what things do happen. You worked in the United States Senate. A lot of people really have no clue what senators do. It's not just what bill was passed. It's literally, it's literally how a senator or a member of Congress can change a word in a bill that could result in millions and billions of dollars flowing to different groups. And what, what, what I think people are, are not grasping is what is going to happen in your state when it comes to state politics, federal politics, when these things shift. Where do resources go? Where do interests go? And I'm going to do a whole show on Project 2025 that these Republicans are planning. And I'm telling you, People out here who are saying, I'm not going to vote, I don't care, I'm going to sit this one out, do not fully understand that if you think something isn't happening now, wait until they have all of the power, meaning MAGA Republicans. That's right. When Donald Trump first won, many of us were devastated. Everyone was devastated, a lot of people. But some of us weren't devastated just that he won and that he would be president. We were thinking about all of the other nominees that were going to flow from that, the judges, all of the small decisions, who sets budget policy, what's initially in the first package, what deals are the small things that no one ever sees. Well-paid lobbyists, 
they see it, they're focused there, but the average American person doesn't understand how their rights are undermined every day. And we understood what the power would be if Republicans, and especially MAGA Republicans, were in charge. Friends, that will come back, but it will come back with the confidence of being a second term, when they literally can do whatever they want. It is paramount and, frankly, a matter of our democracy that we just cannot have these people in charge again. Have we not learned? I mean, my goodness, sometimes things happen and you are supposed to learn from them. We have seen what can happen when you have Donald Trump. To do it again would be just disastrous and really, you know, would question whether or not we want the country we say we do. And so I say to everyone who's frustrated, I get it. I get it. And frankly, it's Democrats' fault, right? Because you can't just assume people are going to know what you're doing. You just can't assume. You have to actually fight for their votes. And that is, to bring it back to what we've been talking about in Louisiana, not fighting affirmatively, aggressively for the Black vote, for the vote of people who are poor, for the Latino vote, for, you know, the vote of other marginalized groups. That is malpractice. And After you do that, of course, people will believe almost anything. They're disappointed that they haven't gotten what they wanted and what they expected and what they were promised. That makes sense. I'm not blaming people. But guys, we have not yet seen how bad it's going to be. We've seen a little bit. It'll be far worse if we give these people a second bite at the apple of destroying our democracy. Well, for me, I am blaming people who don't stay involved in the process. Uh, So I'm not going to let folks off the hook. Uh, And so that's something important. All right, folks, hold on one second. We come back. We're going to talk about the power of the young vote uh, and how, how, how critical that is. But as I keep saying, if they vote their numbers, stuff changes across the country. How do we get them to vote their numbers? You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. 
Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Muhammad, live from L.A., and this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Hello, I'm Jamia Pugh. I am from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, just an hour right outside of Philadelphia. My name is Jasmine Pugh. I'm also from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. You are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay right here. The largest group of eligible voters in America are not, I repeat, are not baby boomers. They're actually millennials and Gen Z. Yet, when it's time to actually vote, we know who votes at a higher rate. Folks who are 60-plus years old. I hear it from a lot of... I hear from a lot of young folks who say, I'm sick of these old folks, I'm tired of them running, I'm tired of them being in charge. But the only way you... The only way you replace them is if you run and you win and you vote. Now, right now, uh, there are a lot of young voters who are not happy with the Biden administration of what's happening between Israel and Gaza. And they're act- taking the social media platforms to tell people not to actually vote. Uh, this particular user uh, on uh, TikTok used her platform to explain why that could end up in disaster. Okay, I need all my creators to come to the front. I want y'all to listen to this. Hold up. I voted for Biden in 2020. I have never liked him, and when I first heard that he was going to be the Democratic candidate, I said that I wasn't going to vote in 2020, but I felt like it was important, and I felt like he was the lesser of two evils, and I still feel that. But after today, I cannot imagine voting for him in 2024. 
We will not vote in 2024 if you... This message is for Joe Biden. You've already lost. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. My generation is going to make sure that doesn't happen. If the Democratic Party is not seeing these numbers and are still acting delusional, they cannot complain when they now see the problem with every single one of these creators and what they are pushing is the fact that they are telling their followers to do not vote, that they're not going to vote because they don't want to vote for Biden and da da da. And I get that. I get it. But what you are pushing is even more dangerous. Go look up, hit that search bar and type in Project 2025. Go educate yourself before you get on this damn app and start preaching about how you're not going to vote in this upcoming election because you not voting is even worse. You understand? You are pushing a rhetoric that is dangerous. That is dangerous. Because if you decide to withhold your right to vote, and even if you just don't agree with Biden, go look up Project 2025. Because I guarantee you, as a woman, as a black woman, as a minority, as someone who is in the interracial relationship, as someone who is a small business owner, as someone in the middle class, lower class, anybody, if you do not understand what Project 2025 is, and the way a lot of these Republicans are pushing their agenda, and they have laid it out for you as plain as day in black and white of what they are planning on doing. If they are able to win over our government, have a Republican president, have a Republican dominant Congress and House, like, do you not, you need to go educate yourself. Stop getting on this app, running your mouth, because you feel some type of way right now with everything that's going on with this Israel and Palestine, and I get it. I get it. I feel it too. But stop telling your followers and all of these young people to not go vote. Because if you don't get your ass up and go to these polls next year, guess who will? Every white, like right wing nut that supports the Trump, that ideology, that supports Project 2025, because they know you're not going to go do it. So we have to stop. And as an influencer with a, a following as big as all of these followers, these influencers have, baby, you got to be careful what you say on this app. You got to be careful what you are pushing out there because that rhetoric of I'm not voting for Biden, I'm not voting for either. What? Then you're just going to allow them to win by default. And when they start implementing all that Project 2025, do not come on this app, boo-hooing crime, talking about this, talking about that. When you start to see your basic human rights get stripped away. And the fact that it's a lot of minorities on this app talking about telling people and telling their followers not to vote. Maybe I want to slap all of you. Pay attention. Pay attention. And do your research before you go popping off at the mouth, telling people not to get up and exercise their right to vote. You may not agree with Biden. You may not agree with the Democrats and this and stuff that's going on right now with Palestine. I get it. But do not get on here and tell people not to vote. That is the absolute worst thing you can do. Get it together. Do your research. Click that search bar and go look up Project 2025 and then come back and let's have a conversation about the lesser of two evils. Joining us now is Christina Sinsoon Ramirez. She's the president of Next Gen America. Joining me from 
Austin, Texas. All right, Christina, glad to have you here. Um, look, um, y'all are a nonpartisan organization, uh, so it's not like you're representing one party or the other. But when we look at the numbers, numbers don't lie. A number of young voters uh, support uh, Democratic candidates. When you look at issues like the environment, when we talk about reproductive rights, we could go on and on and on. And we have seen in the last two or three election cycles uh, an increase. Uh, but what I keep saying repeatedly is that, man, if young voters truly lock in, they don't have to worry what baby boomers can do. They can decide the fate of the country today, not 10 years from now. That's right. You've just said it. Young people now make up the largest generational voting bloc in the country. They also happen to be the most diverse generational voting bloc in American history and the most progressive. Young people care mostly about issues. They are driven on issues of racial justice, on climate change, on uh, abortion rights, gay marriage, uh, gun safety, reforming and legalizing marijuana. Those are all progressive issues. And what we saw happen in 2022 was that People said young people aren't going to turn out. It's a midterm. They're upset. And there was a huge youth voter turnout, and young people voted so overwhelmingly for Democrats that it canceled out the Republican boomer vote, even though more boomers voted um, for their share because young people voted so overwhelmingly for Democrats, even though they made up a lesser share of the electorate, they canceled out that Republican vote. So young people, you know, that young woman that we just saw on TikTok saying, don't tell people not to vote, she's absolutely right. Voting isn't the only way you change the world, um, but it is the most basic thing you must do, not the only thing you should do. And Republicans are counting on young people not to turn out, not to exercise their power. And I just want to say to young people, look, the highest youth voter turnout in American history was in 2020. It got us the first African-American woman to <coughs> Supreme Court justice. It got us the largest single investment by any country on the planet to tackle the climate crisis. It got us substantial student debt reform, um, historic gun safety legislation. And if you like those things and you want more to be done, then you need to keep voting because voting is how you organize and you get good people elected. You don't go home and hope they do the right thing. You keep voting and organizing and push them to deliver on their promises. Um, yet we see right now, and look, I understand what's happening. Uh, a lot of people are not happy with President Biden, what's going on in Israel and in Gaza. Uh, people are, uh, a lot of people are really upset. But what's also happening here, uh, you're seeing people who are saying, hey, that's it. I'm not going to be voting at all in this election. And as I'm watching this and I'm going, you do know that Trump and the Republicans, if they are in power, uh, their position is even going to be worse than where Biden is right now. And so, yeah. as a leader, how, how are you... Because I'm, I'm, I'm just a firm believer, and I'm going to play a clip uh, in a minute, of what happens where we have to walk people through, because, and again, this is not a dig at young voters, but the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of people who just don't understand politics, who just don't understand what happens in, in terms of how the process works, and we have to actually connect the dots to frankly teach folks who really don't get civics. Yeah, I mean, look what happened in 2016 when young people didn't turn out and a whole host of people sat out in the election. 
We got Donald Trump as the nominee. We got uh, immigrant children being ripped from their families at the border. We were pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. We had a president that supported Charlottesville and said there were nice people on both sides. It was total chaos. And who was on the front lines of that destruction mostly and the consequences of that were low-income communities of color. And we cannot have that again. I always say, look, I never agree with any single one politician or party, and I don't agree with any single person. I love my mama, for example, but I don't agree with her on every single issue, and that's okay. It's okay not to agree on every single issue, but we have pushed and moved the Democratic Party over time to take stronger, better positions on raising the minimum wage, on protecting unions, on policing, on climate change, and so on, on marriage equality, on abortion rights. And so I see this as an organizing moment for young people that are rightfully outraged to see the bombings happening in Gaza, to see the violence between Israel and Palestine, to use this moment as an organizing moment, not to sit out and not vote, because that doesn't actually increase your power, that decreases your power, but go do what other people are doing. Um, Jewish Voice for Peace and others sitting in congressional offices demanding a ceasefire, asking them to switch and move their positions. The party is not perfect. The people that push and move the party to be a better and more perfect institution are who make it stronger and better. And so if people are angry in this moment, rightfully so, then use this moment to organize in a new way. One of the things that, for me, uh, that, that really jumps out here and I've said this, and I was talking about this when I was discussing Louisiana. Um, what often happens is people go, but the party should be doing this and this and this. And what I keep saying to people is, when your interests are at play, you can't be waiting on a party to do something. And so when, when, you're, when, when, you, when your organization is out there, are y'all talking about, no, this is self Campaigning. This is self-organizing. This is not waiting on somebody to excite me. And that's the other thing that I really try to tell people all the time. First of all, excitable candidates are, frankly, that's generational. All right? You talk about an Obama in 2008. Frankly, for Republicans, it was Reagan in 1980. Before that, it was Kennedy in 1960. So it's not like every election cycle. We have this, oh, my God, this candidate that I swoon over. I always say, y'all, guess what, folks? Somebody's going to win. So we can either be looking for that excitable, perfect, good-looking, charming, charismatic candidate or to understand they're going to have power. Uh, and so how are you articulating that to folks to understand you can't be waiting on this great, this great figure to come along and swoop you off of your feet and just uh, and just make you excited and understand, no, somebody's going to win. You better figure out who I'm going to support and which one's going to be aligned with my issues. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, look, I've been an organizer for 20 years, and what I've understood is that very few people are always going to be aligned with me, but it's my job as an organizer to push them and assess who is most aligned with me and that I can move in the right direction along with people that care about the world and see it in the way I do. And so it's very clear when you look at the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, right? And I'm not saying, again, I don't put my single hope in any one single politician or party. I put my hope in the American people and working in class and ordinary people and young people. Because every time our country has made a great leap forward, it's taken the courage, imagination, and impatience, often of young people, 
to push our legislators to deliver. And so this moment isn't any different. So I think assess the field. Which candidate is more aligned with me? Um, when we talk about climate change, you have one party that's saying climate change is a hoax, the other one that actually just made the largest single investment to tackle the climate crisis in, of any country on the planet. When you talk about um, uh, criminal justice reform, you have one party that wants to increase funding for prisons and policing, and you have another party that is listening and working with communities to look at how we invest more into communities and education. When you look at the student debt crisis, there's one party that doesn't want to cancel student debt at all, and one that has tried in the Republican Supreme Court blocked from happening. When you talk about abortion rights, there's only one party that believes a woman should decide when she is ready to make a family, and another one that wants to decide for us. So you can go line by line on almost every single issue. And if there are issues where there is not night and day between the party, then that's a moment and a calling for me where we need to organize and push candidates to do better, not sit out an election. Uh, hold tight one second. When we come back, I want my panelists to ask you some questions. Uh, the, the folks, the reason I'm giving so much attention to this, uh, folks, look, we've got elections coming up in Virginia all of the House and Senate races. That's going to decide who controls the legislature in Virginia. You've got gubernatorial race in Kentucky, gubernatorial race uh, in Mississippi. But you've got elections happening all around the country. I got a text message just the other day of an election in uh, in a suburb of Dallas where I'm still uh, registered uh, of a proposition on the ballot when it comes to uh, funding the schools. And so a lot of you right now there are elections that are happening all around you, and folks are like, I had no idea. This is where you should be checking right now. Because you can't keep saying, I want things to change, but then you're unaware of change that's literally happening all around you. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Don't you think it's time to get wealthy? I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show on the Black Star Network focuses on the things your financial advisor or bank isn't telling you. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. We talk about blackness and what happens in black culture. We're about covering... The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. These things that matter to us are speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, everybody. I'm Kim Coles. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. Yo, it's your man Dion Cole from Blackish, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, we're talking with Christina, Christina Ramirez. She's the president of Next Gen America. Uh, joining from Austin, let's go to my panel here. Joy, you're first. What's your question? So, Christina, thank you so much for everything you've been talking about today. I want to know where people go to learn more information about what elections are coming up. Do you have any, any resources that people need? Because I think young people are maybe not always knowing where to go to get the information about what's coming up. How do they get educated about what's coming up? Yes. So for anybody that's interested, you can actually go to nextgenamerica.org. You can share your information with us and we will um, share voter guides and information with you about when, where and how to vote. And also ballot guides that talk about where what the differences are between the candidates, because a lot of the times young people will say, I don't vote because I don't know who to vote for. I don't know what the difference is between the candidates. And so we do that research and work for young people. So again, that's nextgenamerica.org. And you can, again, plug in your information. You don't have to go to the website every time. Just share your cell phone with us and we'll text you and let you know when there's an election in your area. Love that. Larry. Follow up, got one more. Okay, go ahead real quick. All right, real quick. So, I mean, what are we doing 
to proactively fight against these misinformation campaigns, right? So we have folks out there. That was a fantastic video and answer back from one creator to another. But what are you doing to make sure people are engaged? Yeah, so for young people, you know, we have never spent any advertising dollars on TV, which is what a lot of campaigns do. They dump money on TV, right. which most young people do not watch. We have never again spent a dollar on TV. We reach people online and through social media, and we have run the last few election cycles and spearheaded the largest influencer campaigns, working with like that young woman there that answered back to those other um, young content creators to use their platforms to reach, mobilize, and educate other young people. We find that it's more cost-effective um, uh, for engaging and moving young people, and that young people themselves are looking for other young people to be trusted messengers. And the last thing I would say is for anybody that's watching, is you are an influencer regardless of your following, right? People are mostly moved to vote by the people that are closest to them. So use your own social media platform, if you have one, to share about when you're voting and why, what matters to you, because that, again, your closest circle is who you have the greatest impact with. Love it. Less dance-offs, more voter guides. <laughs> Love that. All right, then, was uh, Larry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you for all your work. I wonder if you could talk about talk about quickly in terms of the work you're doing. You know, we talk about getting young people to register to vote as being important. That's the first point I want to make. And secondly, can you talk about the work you're doing with uh, college universities throughout the United States? Yeah, so NextGen America runs the country's largest youth voter turnout operations. Um, we are on this upcoming election, um, close to 110 campuses across eight states, where we'll have hundreds of people out registering, pledging young people to vote. You know, what happens on a college campus, people move in, they've changed their address, and they don't know that they have to change their address oftentimes, or they're first-time voters, and they don't know the process. So it's so critical that our volunteers and staff are there to welcome them back on those campuses, make sure they change their registration status, pledge to vote, and then we turn them out on election day. And look, these are young people are turning out in such great numbers, right? And it's still, you know, we're talking about um, last election cycle, the midterm 27%, which was still a high watermark for young people in the midterm. We're just scratching the surface of what's possible with young people. And that's why you have Republican presidential candidates so freaked out about how many young people are voting that they're saying, Let's raise the age to 25 for people to vote in this country, or let's not allow polling locations on college campuses anymore. That's how powerful young people are. And so I think people should be walking away with, wow, we are having tremendous power and influence, and we're just starting out with the impact that we can have, given our numbers. Mustafa. <clears throat> Well, Christine, it's good to see you. Um, we know that we've got, what, 4 million folks who uh, turn 18 every year. I'm curious, what's the future look like for Next Gen? I mean, we've been around, we're actually celebrating, uh, tomorrow I'm flying to D.C. because we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. And 10 years ago when we were started, it was under the premise that if we could mobilize the largest, most diverse and progressive voting bloc in American history, we could tackle the biggest problem that our planet faces with it, climate change. And 10 years ago, people said it was a waste of time and money that young people would never turn out. And now we've had three high historic youth voter turnout. 
um, in the country. And so I think that young people right now get to determine the future. We have a Republican Party that seems to want to cling to the past. And I think we have a powerful message that we can send. If you want to cling to the past, you can have it. But the future, that gets to belong to America's young people. And we have a very different vision for our country than the one that they are offering. And we are determined to make it happen. And that where we are winning on climate change, where we are winning on um, uh, on um, uh, student debt, where we the issues we are winning on, or taxing the rich their fair share, that is just the beginning of the reforms that young people want. And so, in ten years, I think we're going to look back and say the things that were won that pushed our country forward were done because of one people, and that fascism was staved off, hopefully, because of the power of young people. All right, then. Uh, and again, so as I said, there are elections everywhere else. So on your website, are you tracking nationwide elections? So if somebody says, hey, is, is there one happening in my area? Can they go to your site and check? They can go to our site and sign up. And um, we'll also have links to other places and other, other states where we may not be doing work, where they can get information for their local and state municipality. All right, Christina, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for having me. All right, folks, we'll be right back on Roland Martin Unfiltered, the Black Star Network. I talked about what happened today in Georgia. Ooh, the tears of Jenna Ellis. Uh-huh, kiss on that Trump behind. They got your behind in trouble. Uh, we'll share that with you, folks. Uh, don't forget, support us in what we do. Join our Brenda Funk fan club. Uh, send your check-in money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 200-37-0196. Cash app is Dallas I, RM Unfiltered, PayPal or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered, ZL, Roland at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can watch us, of course, now on uh, Amazon News. You can tell Alexa to play news from the Black Star Network. Plex TV, uh, check us out, our 24-hour channel out on Amazon Freebie, as well as Amazon Prime Video. And be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available bookstores nationwide. Also, get the Audible audio version on Audible. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. What's up, y'all? I'm Devon Frank. I'm Dr. Robin B., pharmacist and fitness coach, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, um, Cassidy Craddock has been missing from Kansas City, Missouri since October 3rd. The 16-year-old is 5 feet 7 inches tall, weighs 120 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a black jacket, white T-shirt, and black leggings. Any more information about Cassidy Craddock uh, is urged to call the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department at 816-234-5111, 816-234-5111. A federal judge sentenced a white man convicted of attempting to run down six black men at the site of the Rosewood Massacre last year. Uh, he's going to get a year in jail. 62-year-old David Emanuel was found guilty of willfully intimidating the victims, attempting to injure and intimidate them 
through a vehicle. On September 6, 2022, Emmanuel uh, uh, tried to run over historian Marvin Dunn, his son, and four other black men surveying Dunn's Rosewood property to build a memorial for the massacre we actually had done on the show. Emmanuel will serve 12 months plus one day in federal prison for each of the six charges, allowing the sentences to run concurrently. The Justice Department sought a substantial prison term of four to six years. New Jersey man whose racist rant uh, went viral in 2021 has pleaded guilty to harassing and using racial slurs against his neighbors. According to court documents released by the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office, Edward Matthews pled guilty to four counts of uh, bias intimidation and possessing uh, a controlled dangerous substance with intent to distribute. In 2021, a resident filed a harassment complaint against him for a, shoot, for a shooting, throwing rocks, and smearing feces uh, on cars in his neighborhood. When officers arrived, they found Matthews using racial slurs while engaging in a verbal altercation with four residents. His plea agreement means he'll receive an eight-year sentence for all offenses. His formal sentencing is scheduled for December 8th. Well, guess what, folks? Uh, I've told you numerous times uh, about Moms for Liberty, and I've also told you what happens when folks do not show up to vote. Well, what happened? Moms for Liberty uh, ran a number of people uh, for school board races all across the country, and they won in many of those places. This far-right, anti-government extremist organization uh, is doing damage. And one of the things that they're doing by taking over school boards, they're firing superintendents, they're getting rid of teachers, and they're imposing their ideology, including uh, ridding places of black history. Well, now there's an organization that is trying to fight them. Uh, Liz McIntarian, the founder of Stop Moms for Liberty, joins us now from Titusville, Florida. All right, Liz, so... Uh, founder of Stop Moms for Liberty. Why'd you decide uh, to do this? Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to be on your platform. I've been following your work for years, so thank you for I that. Appreciate it. Um, I've been an educator for uh, over 25 years, so recently retired, so to speak. And Moms for Liberty started in the ch our in the chapter where are the county where I live in the state of Florida. And I know one of the founders personally. So I kind of, as the kids say, I have, I have some receipts. So I know that this is not the grassroots movement that they say that they are. And so as an educator, I was trying to, at the very beginning of Moms for Liberty, get on you know, social media and phone calling, whatever, to try and get people to be a little bit more rational and realize that what they were being told was not what was happening in our public school system and that they were being misled. And instead of getting some response to, oh, here's a teacher, maybe she knows some information, they started calling me names. So I was called a groomer one too many times. I was told that I supported pedophilia one too many times. And I just started thinking, there have got to be other people that are being attacked like I am. And there have got to be people on you know, our side of the issues. And it's time for us to get together if there are. Well, sure enough, there were plenty of people in the state of Florida. So we first um, had a Brevard County chapter, and then we grew out into all the counties in Florida. And then South Carolina reached out and said, hey, we're having an issue here. Have you thought about taking this to, you know, a, a next level and branch out into states. And so that's what we did. And once South Carolina was under the umbrella, it was kind of like, 
looked like a f flame had been lit or something. And um, we have currently now groups that are in just about 46 of the states. And under those groups, we also have the local groups that are forming that are specific to school districts. And your lead-in was absolutely right. Their plan was to take care, uh, take over school boards, which they have done. And I will say there is a little ray of hope because the success you were noting was last fall election. We then fast forwarded to this past spring and they were not as successful because more people around the country are realizing that what they're selling is not what they want to buy. And so there, there was much less success in the spring and we're anticipating much less success in the fall. But you're right, a whole lot of damage has been done. Uh, in my own county, my superintendent was kind of booted out on the first meeting that these, these newly seated board members did. And they're doing this. They fired the first African-American superintendent in, uh, I think it was the whole state of South Carolina. And these are the things that are in their playbook. And the, it has nothing to do with improving education. It has to do with taking over. Um, and but what they've also done is they've taken advantage of voter apathy. Uh, a yeah. lot of people ignore school board races. They don't actually even 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 vote. And so that's how they were able. And what they did was they also studied uh, when the terms were up in some of these places. Uh, and so and so they did all the research. And here's the whole thing. Steve Bannon said all of this. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't like, oh, my God, caught by surprise. They said we're going to run people for all of these positions, and we're going to take over school boards, election boards, all of these places. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely correct. This is not a moms have some concerns about their kids in school movement. This is a highly structured, highly funded, uh, really national push to privatize our public school education system in the country. And um, it's very transparent once you start digging into the subject. Um, I was drawn to coming onto your show after I saw you interview Keisha King, um, who presents herself as just a mom, but she's actually employed by Moms for Liberty and works at the national level. So, you know, she unfortunately, I think got eaten up a little bit on your your show, which was rightfully so, because she didn't have the answers. And that's what we're finding is the common piece of this, is that they don't have facts. They have rhetoric. They have, you know, scare tactics that, frankly, are brilliant, right? They, you know, talk about parents' rights. Well, who's not in favor of parents' rights? They talk about, we don't want pornography in schools. Well, who exactly is in favor of pornography in schools? No one. And so they've taken, you know, some basic concerns that parents have, that they already have rights and they already have a system of doing things about. And they've convinced a lot of people across the country that school systems are shutting them out. And that's far from the truth. Schools have always had an open door policy, multiple oppor uh, opportunities for parents to be involved. If parents didn't know about that, then find out about it now instead of going on this attacking mode. Our whole movement started with little old retired kindergarten teacher me, who was just afraid that my whole profession was being undermined. And I was determined to get people together. So we are strictly a communication tool across the country. And our whole thing is to fill in that um, lack that I saw, that there were great things happening, but people weren't talking to each other. For example, there might be um, a great rally 
that's planned in Florida by the NAACP, but the folks in Georgia have no idea that it's going on when they could have maybe attended and vice versa for different locations. So, you know, we're looking at strong support for the LGBTQ plus community and connecting those activities on the ground. And there's a lot of intersectionality with what they're attacking because fundamentally it's just about rights, period. And their position is that they are the only group that should have any rights. And so even if someone's not supportive of the black community or supportive of the uh, gay, straight and lesbian community, then you need to understand this is a, a fundamental attack on democracy. And it's absolutely correct. They started it in school boards because that's the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest to pick for the reasons that you stated. And it just needs to stop because we have to have a public education system. Does it need to improve, Roland? Absolutely. And I will be on the front lines fighting for improvements. But this is an all-out attack, and it needs to stop. All right. Well, Liz, where, if people want more information, where do they go? Uh, we have a website, www.stopmomsforliberty.com. It's there on the graphic. Um, we're very active on Facebook. We have uh, lots of private groups that you can join. We are now establishing a presence on TikTok. We have some on Twitter, Instagram. So there's lots of different things. Um, lots of ways to reach out to us. Uh, we have stopmomsforliberty at gmail.com as a, um, an email to reach out to us. And we welcome questions and we welcome new members in pushing back on this. Um, you mentioned fascism, I believe, earlier in your show. Yep. Well, what's the easiest place to have fascism come into play? We've seen it already in history, right? In Germany, it was in the classrooms. So this is where we need to push back because this is not America. We are one nation for liberty and all, and it's too bad that a small component of the population doesn't really believe that or support that but the majority of us do, and we are willing to stand up and fight for that. All right. Liz, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Roland. Have a great day. Thank evening. you. Joy, here's the thing that I think is critically important here. They are taking advantage of complacency. That's what's going on here. If, and, and people, when they keep saying, man, why you always keep talking about voting, you can't complain after the fact when they showed up, but we didn't. Correct. You can't complain after the fact. We need to be affirmative. What I loved about your last guest is that she is doing something about it. She's saying, I want to stop these people. There are parents all over who are wondering who's going to speak out against it, who's going to... You, you have to do it. You have to do it. You cannot wait for anyone else. If you're a young voter and you don't like who's running, you don't like your options... Run for office. That's what Maxwell Frost did. He won. He won. That's what Lauren Underwood, who's just over my shoulder, did. She won. You want to you wanna be out there? And we talk about Jenna Ellis. I know we're going to get to her. She's running around talking about how she didn't know and she was a young voter. We have young people who are doing great things all over this country. That's how you make a difference. You don't like it. You don't say I'm not going to vote for you because you didn't agree with one thing that I, you know, you know, disagreed with. No, you 
You go out and you let them know, I voted for you. I am your constituent. You need to know this is my perspective. You're voting against my interests. I need you to do better. That's how you make a difference. You don't just say, I'm not going to, I'm just going to cede my uh, rights as a citizen. That's not how you do it. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be rude in saying that to people or, you know, suggesting that I know more than someone else. But I know what? The Republicans know your power. The conservatives know your power. The people who are against your interest in no matter what party they are in, they know your power. Well, That's why I, they fight like hell to make sure you can't vote. I, Mustafa, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, Mustafa, I'm sorry. I'm going to be rude about it. No, I'm see, yeah. this is no time to stop for people's feelings because the bottom line is, is here. I, I'm sick and tired of hearing people complain in our chat rooms, on social media after the fact. Then I'm like, what did you do when everything was on the line? Where were you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just got to stand up. I mean, we say we love our children. Okay, if we love our children, that means we got to get engaged. If you see that there are people who are literally attacking, uh, your children's ability to learn and the content that's there and, and trying to get rid of teachers who actually care about their students, then you got to do something. You wouldn't let somebody just come in your house and, and, and punch one of your kids or punch, you know, somebody else in the chest. That's what folks continue to do. They continue to punch people in the chest uh, because they know they won't stand up and they won't fight back. And you just have to fight back. It's unfortunate that we can't have an intelligent, theoretical conversation about certain things. That's not the game. That's not the strategy that these folks are are utilizing and playing with. They literally want to strip all of your rights away because they believe that they have the privilege to do that. You have the choice if you're going to allow them to play that out or not. Uh, and Larry, uh, again, right now, there are people who are saying all kinds of different stuff and not understanding when people talk about Trump's base, these are people who are highly motivated, who are highly organized because rich, conservative billionaires are funding this movement. What people have to understand, they can be defeated because if they don't win at the ballot box, they don't win. That's how you beat them. But you have to show up to beat them. Yeah, so you know, you have you know, look a boatless people, boatless people is a hopeless people, right, Roland? So listen, you have to show up at the ballot box, and let's make it really clear about what this is about. This is about maintaining a race-based caste system um, that we've had for for years, and then the perceived progress of Black folks by you know, a lot of white Americans over the last several years. So I'm in I'm in Florida, Ground Zero, a lot of these book bands, and you're you're you're, you're the person you just had on is in Florida, so. We have to consistently fight against this nonsense. And a lot of folks have been asleep at the wheel. You talked about Bannon and the strategy he highlighted on his radio show. He walked you through exactly where they wouldn't do it at, in, at the local level. And that's played out. And now it's time for the opposition to push back. We have to make sure we identify the candidates, especially school boards, state reps, state center, et cetera. Identify the candidates, make sure we have a platform, make sure we have the resources, the money, and then get out to vote. We got to galvanize young people to get out to vote. But we have to counter a lot of this. And we can't wait till next year. You talk about there are a lot of little local elections in Virginia, state elections in Virginia and other, other jurisdictions coming up over the next couple of weeks. And we have to make sure we continue to fight. And once again, if you don't do that, then you can't complain about 
all these policies that are impacting your, impacting your daily life, whether we come talk about a woman's rights to choose or whether about the kind of books that you have in your classrooms, child's classroom. All right, folks, uh, hold tight one second. We come back. Jenna Ellis, the latest Fonnie Willis victim in Georgia. Oh, those white tears were flowing today in Atlanta. We'll show you and break it down. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. We talk about blackness and what happens in black culture. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Sure. You're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. I'm 
Ride to Muhammad, live from LA. And this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together. So let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, The Black Tape, with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hey, what's up, it's Sammy Roman, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Tracks of my tears. Oh, there were a lot of tears that were flowing today in a Fulton County courtroom when right-wing MAGA Trump attorney Jenna Ellis, who, remember, she was talking all kind of trash after she got indicted. She was out there, news conferences, and all this sort of stuff, defending that fool Donald Trump. Well, guess what? Her ass today pled guilty uh, to illegally conspiring to overturn Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia. 
Oh, yeah. She'd been facing two charges, including violating Georgia's Anti-Racketeering Act, pled guilty in court Tuesday morning to one felony count of aiding and abetting false statements and writings. Ah, here's the tears. Uh. Thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me. And I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. Oh, as a Christian, oh. Was your ass a Christian right here? Elite strike force team that is working on behalf of the president and the campaign to make sure that our constitution is protected. We are a nation of rules. All of your fake news headlines are dancing around the merits of this case and are trying to delegitimize what we are doing here. Let me be very clear that our objective is to make sure to preserve and protect election integrity. What is the point of all this? Well, the point of this, of course, is to get to fair and accurate results because the election was stolen and President Trump won by a landslide. We know already that the election results in at least five of the swing states were irredeemably compromised. So we already have sufficient evidence for these states to decertify their electoral uh, results. Your question is fundamentally flawed when you're asking where is the evidence. You clearly don't understand the legal process. What we have asked for in the court is to not have the certification of false results. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several uh-huh. states, including now, Georgia... Now, Christian, were you a Christian when you tweeted this? Y'all go ahead and put it up. Here's one of her little tweets right here. Uh, all right, what, 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 what got, got another tweet? Another tweet? Another tweet? Uh-huh. The full Democrats and the Fulton County DA are criminalizing the practice of law. I am resolved to trust the Lord, and I will simply continue to honor, praise, and serve him. I deeply appreciate all of my friends who have reached out offering encouragement and support. Mm-hmm. Look at this here. Over $200,000 uh, a raise uh, for my defense. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, all that praise the Lord while you were standing here serving the devil. Attorney Sherry Trahan is a former Fulton County prosecutor uh, who now has a, who's a defense lawyer there in Atlanta. Uh, glad to have you here, Sherry. So here's what was amazing. All of these legal people, they were all on television everywhere saying, Fonnie Willis, what is wrong with her? She's not prepared. She can't go to trial. October is way too soon. These things are going to take six and nine months or even a year. Four guilty pleas already. What do you make of that? Um, Fonnie Willis is never not prepared. So um, that statement, I, I would never take that as being true. Um, D.A. Willis is always prepared. She stays ready. She does not have to get ready because she stays ready. So... But on that particular point there, again, uh, people don't understand how these things work. Uh, they spend a lot of time preparing and leading up to these indictments. Uh, and so folks were very surprised when uh, Chessborough and Powell, how they immediately said they want a speedy trial. And they went, okay, let's go. And now we see the result of that. They, both of them, lawyers, pled guilty. Uh, and so uh, it says a lot that out of the three of the first uh, four uh, guilty pleas, three of them are lawyers. And in this case, she has to testify against other defendants, including Donald Trump. Yes. What do you make of... So, so, so explain to people from a prosecutor's standpoint why that's so significant. Um, that's significant because she has so much information um, that will aid. She is an integral piece of the puzzle in this whole thing. So her plea in particular was very significant based on her role in all of this, how closely she was with all of the players. So um, when you have a situation like this, where she takes a plea, now people are going to start to take this more seriously because now we know from um, everything that she said, you, you rolled some of the clips, um, the history of it and everything she said to um, continue to, how do I say, to continue to perpetuate that the integrity of the election was her number one priority um, when she knew that what she was saying was false. Oh, and, as, and then what, what gets me is, if I knew what I knew now, um, I would have I checked. How, how the hell do you sit up there and participate in the hearings before the state legislature, go before the cameras, and if you're making filings, and you didn't double-check and verify, like, oh, I'm sorry, whatever Rudy told me, I believe that's yeah. an abomination as an attorney. Yes, I, I believe that um, that was a pretty interesting statement um, in the apology to the state of Georgia um, for her to characterize it as uh, a lack of due diligence uh, as an attorney, as a pro like a former prosecutor, nonetheless, one of our biggest um, jobs is to seek justice and to seek 
the truth. So for her to say that she didn't properly vet that information, um, that, that's pretty surprising for somebody on her level. I mean, she's representing arguably the most powerful person in this in the United States. So, yeah, that was very interesting of a characterization. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, I'm just sort of sitting here uh, just, just sort of laughing at it, and I'm not moved at all by these tears. I mean, because she was talking big and bad, you know, on social media, everywhere else, and no, now you want to see him play games. I have no mercy <laughs> on any of these people. Uh, uh, some of people have been saying this here that they felt they believed that the folks who pled guilty, they're getting off uh, too lightly. Again, speaking as somebody who served as a prosecutor, is this all about finding Willis, again, getting them to plead guilty, to testify, knowing the big fish she's going after is Giuliani and Trump? I can't say for sure what exactly um, D.A. Willis, um, her, her ultimate plan is, but um, I, I just can't say that for sure. But this sends a message that this will not, this kind of behavior will not be tolerated in the state of Georgia. So um, I am, I am, I don't feel like they got off lightly. I think that's, that's very su subjective. Um, but this is a person who is an, was an officer or is still an officer of the law. Um, she has no prior criminal history. So probation, to me, would be something that is proper in this kind of case. So. Um, so the Colorado bar censured her, but she's now pled guilty. Granted, you're not with the Colorado bar. Yeah. Uh, could she lose a law license now? I, I, I don't know. I can't say that for sure. Well, I um, hope she does. Okay. I mean, look, I I mean, I, look, I, I, look that's because here's the whole deal. I mean, that is the one thing. Look, lawyers um, are, are expected to have a, a higher level uh, of responsibility. That's correct. And I, in the case of Sidney Powell, they're going after her law degree. You got Chesbro, you got her. I just think oh, Giuliani, they're going after his, his law license as well. I just think that this was so grave, so, so severe that they absolutely uh, should lose the ability to practice law because of the egregious lies they told, and now they're having to plead guilty. Your thoughts? I, I wouldn't say that I believe that she should lo lose her license. I, I really don't know um, what Colorado is going to do. Um, there are attorneys that have criminal convictions or criminal histories that are still allowed to practice law. I do believe that this was an egregious case. Um, I do think this is a very important case. And overall, I am pleased that Fonnie Willis has not, DA Fonnie Willis has not um, let up and she's continuing the fight. All right. I'll turn to Sherry Trahan. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Roland. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks a bunch. Uh, look, Joy, I'm I'm sorry, homegirl, gotta go. I, I, I'm not believing the tears for one second. What Donald Trump has done to this political system, what Giuliani, Powell, 
Jenna Ellis, all these people, or with, the, with the seeds of discontent they have sown, sown, these people are shameful, despicable, and they should lose everything. Everything. If you missed it, these were Jenna Ellis's tears. I was drinking them uh, this evening. Not only should she lose, you know, her law license or at least have it suspended for some time, obviously she doesn't understand her responsibilities as an attorney. I mean, and the fact of the matter is we keep, you know, uh, teasing like she's some young idiot. She's a 38-year-old woman who graduated law school in 2011. So I don't know what lawyers with more experience she was relying on. I that, For me. That really stuck in my car. I just cannot believe. And it's almost playing on this, you know, white girl, you know, you know, she's young. B.S. This was someone who knowingly lied repeatedly and, and through social media, just based on what she just showed, up through September. Up through September. Vowing that she was going to go down with this ship. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jenna. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, Larry, I ain't feeling none of it. I don't none care. I have no compassion for none of these people. Larry? None, none, none whatsoever. Listen, Joy talked about it. She, she went to the playbook. <laughs> she knows the playbook always works in America when she starts shedding tears. And, you know, she's reading a statement. She's sorry. Uh, and, you know, she talked about being, being a Christian. But, you know, I, you know last time I checked, when the Ten Commandments, there's certain commandments about being honest, right? You know, so she didn't lead it with integrity as, as an attorney or as a U.S. citizen. She knew exactly what she was doing when she got on, all, like you highlighted, social media. She was constantly on the news telling people they didn't know what you were talking about, that clip you played. So now she messed around and found out. And as Roland, as you talk about all the time, these folks who stay, try to stay loyal to Donald Trump, he doesn't care. He's a narcissist. So you're on your own, and these people are finding out they're going to some of them will lose their law licenses. And they'll, they won't be able to practice. And it's ex exactly what they deserve. When you turn your back on democracy, this is exactly what happens. And um, I look forward to more of these tearful, fake, uh, <laughs> fake, fake statements, you know, people read uh, over the next couple of months. And here's the deal, Mustafa. Uh, look, that's four plea deals. The other folks who are sitting around chilling, y'all stupid. Mm -hmm. Again, the first, I'm like, here are all the people who got indicted. For the rest of these folks, especially them two black people, don't be the don't be the last Negro standing. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. You know, it, it's interesting. D.A. Fonnie Willis got these folks in a chokehold because she's been playing three-dimensional chess, and these folks keep playing checkers, thinking they're going to be able to outmove her. And she knows what they're going to do. If they're going to go left or right, she's already there, and, and she has them, you know, in check, if you will. You're right. These folks need to go ahead and take their plea deals because what you're finding is that the reason folks are doing this because, one, they don't want to get these felonies on their record. Uh, then they would lose their law license. So that's the game that's going on for those folks who actually are coming from the legal side of the equation. The, the reality is that, you know, the writing is on the wall for Donald Trump. It is just a matter of time because you have a number of people who are closely aligned with him who have now lined up, and they are going to have to tell the truth, because if they don't tell the truth, there will be repercussions based upon the deals that they currently have. Um, so 
Everybody stay tuned. Get your popcorn and your lemonade because it's going to get real interesting as you watch all these dominoes fall. Snatch every damn thing. Everything. I want Rudy to lose all his money. Lose his money, lose his law license. I'm hoping Trump get convicted uh, in New York. The trial going on there. I hope he get convicted with the sister taking with the judge. You're gonna hit him in March. Hope he's behind, gets convicted there in Georgia. I'm looking for convictions left and right because what these people did to this country was shameful and despicable, and they all need to pay and pay severely. Y'all wanna be law and order? Well, guess what? That law and order about to bite you in your ass. And I'm here for all of it. And so, that's right. So, Jenna and the rest of y'all, I'm looking for more tears. Because, see, I played Smokey Robinson the tracks of my tears. You're lucky I didn't play Scarface's No Tears. <laughs> I'll be back and roll up on Unfiltered. Don't you think it's time to get wealthy? I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show on the Black Star Network focuses on the things your financial advisor or bank isn't telling you. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. Soil, you will not 
people are losing their damn minds. It's an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Dr. Jackie Hood Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. We'll laugh together, cry together, pull ourselves together, and cheer each other on. So join me for new shows each Tuesday on Black Star Network, a balanced life with Dr. Jackie. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please, support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 200337- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hey, what's up? Geek to the place to be. Got kicked out your mama's university, creator and executive producer of Fat Tuesdays, the air hip hop comedy. But right now, I'm rolling with Roland Martin. Unfiltered, uncut, unplugged, and undamn believable. How far to go in?
All right, folks, golf is becoming an increasingly popular sport uh, for African-Americans. Uh, many people credit Tiger Woods for that. He's emerged on the PGA Tour. But the reality is African-Americans have been playing golf for a long, long time, in fact. Uh, the uh, the uh, creator of the actual golf tee is an African-American. And so, uh, that's, so I always got a kick when I travel. People like, hey, did you start playing because of Tiger? No, I didn't. Uh, I started playing golf uh, my freshman year at Texas A&M. Took golf all four years of my PE while I was there. My brother uh, took golf the year before when he was at Texas A&M. Uh, and so this is the 36th year that I have been playing golf. Uh, and so uh, it's increasingly popular for so many folks. Uh, and a black-owned company out of Atlanta, they have been very much uh, trying to advance uh, this issue among African-Americans, Eastside Golf aims to promote golf among young people by advancing the sports, uh, multiculturalism uh, and equality. Since 2021, Eastside Golf and the Jordan brand have produced limited edition versions of various Air Jordan golf shoes. Here to talk about uh, them is Lajuan uh, Ajanaku, the founder, uh, as well as Earl Cooper, co-founder of Eastside Golf. Gents, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? How are you? All good. good to see all you, good. All good. Good to see you. Seeing y'all at various golf tournaments uh, all around. Uh, and, and so, uh, how did this conversation begin? Because obviously, we start talking about golf. I mean, look, you've got uh, a lot of major golf companies out there, but you really didn't have um, uh, some a group that said, you know what, we want to specifically really hit the cultural aspect, reach African Americans, and do it. Uh, in the way we do it, which is a different sort of uh, style, because golf is very staid, very uh, uptight, ain't much flavor. It used to be pretty much uh, old white dudes at the country club. That's not how it is now for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, first off, yeah, definitely thank you for having us. And um, we, well, I started off the company because I wanted to turn pro in golf and couldn't find any sponsors, you know, so why not take the entrepreneur route to sponsor myself? And that is where Eastside Golf was uh, birthed. So, but even moving into, you know, uh, golf looking different. I mean, uh, when it comes to culture, like, and uh, people, just diverse people, mainly black people, but all diverse people, we're not going to get into something that doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? And over the years, since we've been, I mean, honestly, little kids, it's been always a struggle to get like our families to play golf, get our friends to play golf. Um, but only time that we're going to get into a sport is if it looks good. So why not uh, basically, you know, change up the way the golf apparel looks? I mean, we got varsity jackets, we got hoodies, we got polos, of course, the things that uh, belong on the course as well, but that can be worn off the course. But that's the way that we uh, reach the community. That's the way that we create, oh, well, reach uh, diverse uh, diversity <laughs> and mainly black folks. I mean, that, black folks is not about to wear something that does not look good. And just like you said, a little bit uptight, the, the culture of golf and it being so traditional. I mean, it's something that, you know, we just as people have never been into uh, and even accept as being our own because it never looked like anything that we would be into or that we would even fathom that we would enjoy the sport just from the look of it. So, 
Um, and look, I mean, so we talk about, again, uh, the game. We talk about how it's expanded. Uh, you've got uh, so many uh, women uh, who are playing the golf. In fact, you really, you talk about, you know, trying looking for a sponsor. Um, uh, this is uh, my girl there, Amber Kirkendall. That was this year at the original T Golf Classic. My man, uh, Wendell Haskins, has put that on for a number of years. And it was, it was interesting to me, again, how, how the game has grown. A lot of people just thought that uh, it was going to be an explosion of, 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 of black men, but a lot more sisters on the professional level. Uh, so this is not just brothers. Sisters uh, and brothers are really getting into the game. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Um, I mean, you could see it there, but you have um, so many women that are getting into the game as well. That's also why we have our women's line coming in April, because we saw that. I mean, it was something that just was an idea. Then this idea developed into becoming a brand, and then we immediately saw the need very early on, but wanted to be able to find the right time. So we're super excited about, you know, this April launching our women's line and getting our sisters, getting our mothers, our aunts, and you know, everyone else to, you know, piggyback on what O said too often, you know, they've been sitting on the sidelines, you know, we've been sitting on the fringe and now it's time to bring everybody to the game to, you know, just explore it. Um, I was, uh, I got a chance to play, uh, of course, I play at all kinds of tournaments. This is my man, Seth Entertainer's golf course uh, was uh, in Cabo uh, this year. Uh, and we talk about black interest in the game. Uh, I mean, like I say, you've got with us him, Anthony Anderson, Steve Harvey, Don Cheeto, uh, mm -hmm. Jesse T. Usher is now trying to get in the game. I'm, I'm always texting him, comedian uh, uh, Gary Johnson. And, and, and the thing that I people always ask me all the time, they're like, man, I don't understand golf. I said, first of all, let's just be real clear. It's too many brothers walking around 35 uh, who've been out here uh, trying to hoop blowing out a, uh, Achilles and blowing out ACLs. And I'm like, listen, if the pros stop playing at 35, yo right. ass need to hang them <laughs> sneakers up. Stop tripping. Uh, but, and, and, and people also make this assumption where they say, oh, I heard business was done on the golf course. And I remind them, no, it's not business that was done. It's actually relationship that you establish because you're literally spending four, five, six, eight, 10, 12 hours with somebody. And there's no other sport that I can think of that gives you that amount of time to actually meet someone, learn from someone, and build relationships with somebody. Yeah, no, that's exactly correct. You know, it is about building relationships. We've been able to meet so many great people. That's why our brand has had the ability to flourish um, because of the relationship building that we've been able to do prior to the brand and now that the brand exists. You know, we take that time, but you're, you know, you're 100% correct. There is a lot of, you know, again, as they say, business that goes down, but that's because of the foundation of the relationships that are being built. And, you know, you like to do business with people that you like. And there's often, if you try to get on the schedule of, you know, a CEO and say, hey, can I get four hours of your time? They may look at you crazy. But if you say, hey, let's go play golf, they find that time. Check out that swing right there. Look at that swing. Oh, come on now. <laughs> look, I, look, I don't, look, I don't play uh, when it comes to golf. I will go out there and spend that time uh, on the driving range uh, because uh, I know some people, some people always talk about, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather look good than play good. I said, damn that. I said, I said, right. we, I said, we gonna play good and look good. When? <laughs> I said, uh-uh, when? Uh-uh, I ain't trying to be out there uh, hacking and all that kind of nonsense. That ain't going on. <laughs> that ain't going on. Uh, before I go to my panel with some questions, 
uh, you got to ask yourself, uh, give me the wide shot. So explain the color scheme, because I'm, al I'm always rocking uh, my alpha stuff, or it might be some other, uh, uh, or, or, you know, some other stuff here. Uh, so explain uh, the black and green color scheme. Yeah, so being creative director of the company, uh, I had to design something that I thought would uh, bring attention and that had really like a story to it. So first, you know, coming from uh, Jordan brand, they actually, well, the Jordan brand AJ1 band shoe is black, red, and white. And now that band message on there, I mean, that came out in the 80s. You know, that came through Jordan brand. And, and one of the things that... Uh, that was so critical about that band name was Jordan brand was not allowed to come out with this shoe. Um, considering the NBA, it was a rule because it had too much white in the shoe. That was the rule. But even moving forward for that being a catalyst for this shoe, I basically took the same shoe and took the red and just turned it green, you know, but it stands for so much more, you know? So um, that green actually stands for honestly, the fairway. You know, the green stands for go. The green stands for change. I mean, at the end of the day, the uh, the name of the collection is Change, period, 1961. Because, of course, in 1961, uh, the Caucasian-only clause was lifted from the PGA and, and PGA. And, and again, what people don't understand is uh, the PGA Tour was the only professional sports league that literally had a rule, whites yeah. only. It was right. called Caucasians only. Now, other folks yeah. practiced it, but right. this was written. Right, right. Written yeah. and not, you know, and, and lifted it go not too long ago. You know what I mean? 61 is not that long ago. You know, we have, you know, grandparents and some, depending on the age, even your parents may have been affected by that. And people often wonder why we have a lack of representation. Well, we just were allowed to be a part of these, you know, industry you know, and so we didn't have the opportunity to look up the folks that look like us in the sport. And so it was very important for us, again, to pay homage of those as you started the segment, that there these are the folks that, you know, crawled so, you know, Tiger Woods could walk and now, you know, we can run. Yeah, and also, you know, in, in honor of those who paved the way, that's a, that's a line that I put on the box, as you can see. I mean, talking about Ted Rhodes, Charlie Sifford, Bill Spiller, these are people that came before us and didn't have an equal opportunity to do what we're doing right now. And that's why we're going so hard for them. You know, we want to show where we could have been, you know, just so, I mean, at the end of the day, really challenge the status quo, you know, because if we do challenge the status quo um, and honestly tell that story that was then moving forward, we know where we we know where we can go, or we know where we need to go, yep. and give that honest opportunity, and give those you know uh, certain uh, cues to where it's just like, dang, this is where we were. So let's be let's be intentional moving forward, and that's what we tell to our partners like Nike, Mercedes, and even the PGA. So, all right, questions from the panel, uh, Larry, your first. Yeah, so I. Congratulations on all the success. And my question is, what has been the biggest surprise since you started the company? Um, I think for me, the biggest surprise has been, um, I think when MJ initially realized, he was the first person to get or acknowledge the fact that what we were doing was very difficult. And so he, but he saw it, right? So I think that was like a big surprise to be like, man, you take someone like Michael Jordan, who's this big figure, 
And he's like, nah, I know exactly what you guys are trying to do, and I want to help and support it. Cool, cool. Uh, Joy. Hi, guys. First of all, as soon as you get a women's line, every AKA, every link, <laughs> we're going to buy all of your products. Okay, so a couple of things. <laughs> How do we make sure golf is taught in inner city schools um, that we're expanding the sport at the high school level? Yeah, well, honestly, like I said earlier, it, it starts off with it being attractive. I mean, none of our, none of nobody on this phone call, nor uh, nobody that is in high school, middle school, I mean, really any diverse person is going to wear something that doesn't look good. You know, so first we have to get people that, you know, have style, something to be stylish in, you know. And then once we do that, we cross that threshold of, you know, being looking good, then you can get out there on the golf course and actually take advantage of what this game has to offer. You know, um, as far as being young, um, when I was when I was in high school, you know, my, my dad wasn't in my life as much as I would want. But it's crazy. I went out to the golf course and now I'm around accountants, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs. These are the people that I was learning from, you know, and these are the people that had the biggest influence on me. So, you know, getting to a point to where it looks really, really good to where all of a sudden off the golf course, they're talking about, you know, uh, golf at the barbershop. They're talking about golf at the salon They're talking about golf any and everywhere other than the golf course. Once that happens, then we can get so many more people out there and they can truly take advantage of this game. Well, one of the things that we're also seeing is that the reality is uh, we're seeing a much more focus. Look, I mean, golf has been prohibitively expensive. Uh, and so you're yeah. seeing in the individuals who understand that in the golf, the golf communities understand you cannot grow the game if you're only appealing to rich white folks. That's just a fact. Uh, yeah. And so Great. and so you see the efforts, but then you're seeing people like uh, 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 Stephen Curry, uh, you know, put the resources to restart the golf team at Howard University. Uh, mm -hmm. This tour that he just started. Uh, also, uh, what Cameron Champ and his dad, Jeff Champ, are doing with the Mac Invitational, where they are creating mm -hmm. opportunities uh, for these young golfers who, who don't get recognized, who aren't being ranked on the junior level, uh, by creating the Mac Invitational, I participated uh, in the first one that was in Houston, uh, and they've had it now the last uh, two or three years. Uh, that was also important. In fact, Jeff is working on an initiative uh, in Ghana. And so what people have to understand, uh, again, and people make this assumption, I get it all the time, man, you got to hit and look, look white ball. That's white folks. I'm like, fool, black folks have been playing golf since the inception of golf. This ain't new to us. But the reality is we were frozen out of many places uh, because of cost. And now we're seeing how that's in decreasing. And they're seeing, to your point, style is one thing. But when you also see folk who look like you playing, it changes your view. Mustafa. Yeah, well, brothers, all I can say is that the drip is fire. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you know, because remember when Calvin Pete was around. So that's the first introduction I had to golf. Um, and, you know, he was considered one of the most stylish, but also one of the most accurate at the game. So my question to you is, with all you've been able to accomplish uh, over the last couple of years, you know, if we have this conversation five years ago, what does your company look like? What have you been able to accomplish to actually help move the needle? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with the ability to support HBCU golf specifically. We went to Morehouse College, and so we're proud to say that we have already, you know, given back over $100,000 to our alma mater. Uh, we're looking to do more things. Actually, this Saturday at homecoming, we're donating that 50000 which will total up to 100000 in the last 30 days. We also have a sprinter van coming um, and so many other things that we're looking to do to support our alma mater. But then we also have a community day program that we've done where we go inside of communities that have PGA Tour events. And we're like, look, this is an event and a space that you can go have fun in. Let's bring the information to you. But the thought is that we buy out the entire golf course so that your first interaction is not needed. We remove all financial barriers, and you can learn that a bucket of balls may only cost ten to fifteen dollars, and that if they don't, if you don't have golf clubs, we're leaving these facilities and we're leaving with uh, rental sets so that a person can go in there and rent these clubs for free, or go take the seven iron out and hit a bucket of ball. So. Again, these are many ways that we're looking. We're constantly looking to expand uh, as we build up the Eastside Golf Foundation. But we're super excited to be able to give back to our own, you know, alma mater and, you know, go Morehouse. Well, uh, so what we have here again, so this is uh, this uh, driver head cover here, uh, which actually has uh, the names, uh, Eastside Golf, the names of many. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's representing uh, the brothers uh, who played the game for a very long time. Uh, and, uh, of course, we also, because here's uh, one of the hats here. Now, see, I, I am real particular about my hats. So let me ask y'all a question. So are y'all, do y'all have the fitted haps Fitted caps or is everything the snapback? Because uh, I hate snapbacks. Uh, so do y'all have the fitted? Because I am, I, well, I, I'm so particular about my hats. I like, in terms of, I, like, they got to come down, like, they got to come down low enough. Right. You got to hit, hit the ear. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I, like, like I know some of the hats where they sort of, like, sit way the hell. I'm like, I can't do those. I can't do those. I can't yeah, do those. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those drive no, me crazy. And then we got yeah. over here. Hold on. So this, this is a really heavy-duty uh, uh, hoodie here. Uh, and so... Uh, like it's a really thick hoodie, so you've got uh, the hoodie here, and then on the back, uh, 1961, um, uh, in honor of uh, uh, in honor of those uh, who paved the way. And so, uh, no, give it too tight. Give it a wide shot. Give it a wide shot. Uh, and so, uh, this is uh, what uh, the hoodie looks like. And then on the front of the hoodie. Um, uh, it says change, and so pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, these are the 1961 uh, golf shoes um, right here with the uh, Air Jordan logo, uh, so right here as well. And so uh, I won't wear these, so these will go. In fact, so, <laughs> so no, I won't, because understand, uh, Steve, give me a shot across, across the way. Uh, so yeah, as you see, um, as you see here, uh, I've got several shoes uh, on my, yeah, give me, yeah, switch that camera. Uh, so you see here, I got several shoes over here. So I got these Air Force Ones that I got from the YouTube Black Conference, uh, and they got Roller Martin Unfiltered on here. And so I've got these uh, Nike Special Edition uh, Black History uh, shoes that were given to me um, by my man uh, in Chicago. These are the Kaepernick shoes here. Uh, and okay. uh, these are some these are some Pumas, the New Georgia uh, project. Uh, they actually had some uh, protests to the polls 
uh, mm -hmm. shoes oh. they gave me here. So uh, these, uh, these, these 1961s, they, I think they'll, they'll fit perfectly uh, right above here. So we'll just go ahead and put these. Uh, <laughs> put right. the, appreciate you. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just sit them there for the meantime. So uh, we'll do that. Got to make some room. All right. Now, look, man, we, we know that's an accomplishment because, you know, it, you know, getting on Roland, March, Roland Martin's shelf, that ain't easy. We, we appreciate you, Roland. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So, so they'll sit there. All right. So uh, do we have, so where can people get information uh, on goods? Do we have a promo code, Carol? What we got? Okay, yeah, all, right, so, oh. all right, so normally when we have for our segment, uh, they'll, they'll create a promo code for folks who are watching uh, to go product, but just tell people where they can actually go get uh, some of the gear. Yes, sir. So on Facebook, definitely uh, Eastside Golf. We have a page on Twitter and Instagram, at uh, Eastside Golf. We have a website, eastsidegolf.com, and also we do have an app. Just look it up. It's Eastside. It's definitely trending one of the top downloads in the world right now. And currently, right now, we also got a homecoming collection on our website, so go check it out. We're only doing it for this week, a special homecoming collection with a little discount for everyone that uh, comes out and support. And lastly, we do have a docuseries on Hulu, a uh, six-part docuseries. Just go on Hulu, look up golf. Eastside Golf will pop up, and you can binge watch that this weekend. It takes about a couple hours. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, and again, just so uh, folk, just so you know, I don't play. I literally have this putting green in the studio, uh, and I have the same putting green at home. So, uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't play. Uh, so, so it's, it's like when you, got, when you got to sit here and work, work on your, uh, work on your stroke. You, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Don't miss it now. Yeah, don't miss. You don't. Yeah, I need to watch. Made it. Made it. Made it. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> Don't hate my my. Oh, we definitely got to get out there, Roland. We got to get out there. My, my the putt game ain't no joke. So, uh, I was. What's that handicap? Five point four. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. See. See when. They, <laughs> see. See when they go. Okay. Okay. Like. Oh damn. Okay. He not joking. All right. So so we'll definitely do that when I come when I come back through Atlanta. Y'all in D.C. Let a brother know. All yes, right. Sir. Thank you, Roland. Appreciate the right. time. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks a bunch. Folks, yes, uh, that is uh, it for us. Let me thank Joy, uh, Larry, Mustafa for being on today's show. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Uh, y'all know, so y'all see the shows we do. So you hear us talking about on this show, talking about voting issues, talking about other stuff here. But the reason we created Marketplace is to be able to let people know about all the great things that are happening uh, with black business because we cannot build, we cannot build uh, our community if we're not focused on economics. Uh, and so if folk are not aware, uh, then we don't know. Um, tomorrow, uh, don't we have uh, my man tomorrow for, op for uh, Operation Breadbasket? Martin Depp, when is he? All right, so uh, I thought we were gonna have Martin Depp. So uh, I'm always talking about uh, the economic piece because again, folks, we cannot sufficiently build our community if we're sitting here hoping somebody else uh, comes along. We spend $1.5 trillion a year. And it's a whole bunch of us who are spending our money with companies that don't return any of that money back to us. And so if you're supporting Eastside Golf, you're supporting a black-owned company. Uh, and that's why we create this segment here. Uh, we've had a lot of different black-owned products. And in fact, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, dang, I need to create a whole shelf uh, in here. Maybe I'll 
use that shelf over there, uh, a whole shelf of, of a lot of the products that we've actually had on here that are actually from black owned companies. And so that's why it's important, that's why we do this. And so but that's also why your support is important for us in this show right here. Cause let me say it right here, and I'm being very clear. There is no other black owned media company that's doing what we're doing right now. You do not see a nightly, a daily news show. We've got two. Daily news show on TV One. You don't see it on BET. The Griot, they've got two one-hour shows, uh, but we do five hours of original content per day. Ebony is not doing this here. Essence is not doing this here. Blavity is not doing this. Rolling Out is not doing this. I can go on and on and on. All of these black media companies, they're not doing what we're doing. They're not giving, and I want you to understand this as well. Literally, the amount of content, if you look at the interviews that we do, the original interviews that we do, we do more black content, original news content every day than any other black media source in the country. That's why it's important for us to have this show. That's why your support matters. That's why I'm fighting against companies like PepsiCo who are not spending sufficient dollars with us to support black-owned media. That's why we have great partnership. We've done a deal with McDonald's. Uh, that's why we're sitting here. Last year, we did with General Motors. General Motors hasn't spent any money with us, th us this year and no plans for next year. So it's kind of like, okay, GM, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? I can go down the line. And so your support uh, is critically important because if you don't support us in what we're doing, guess what? It ain't happening. So see your chicken money order, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered, PayPal, or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, rolling at rollinsmartin.com, rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, and be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, of the Browning of America's Making White Folks Lose their minds. All right, folks, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Holla! Folks, Black Star Network is here. Hold no punches! A real uh, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roland. Black. I love y'all. All momentum we have now. We have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.